0: So many mistakes yeah. in the production, and I'd have been upset. Also, I didn't feel like driving to Denver in fear of a blizzard on the way back down, and then also worried that people I don't like being booked on elevation.
1: Eh, yeah, is what it is. It
0: is what it is. What are we doing tonight? We're gonna do. All right. Well, you want to get straight into it? Let's do.
1: It's our it's our year end special.
0: Year end special. Uh
1: do 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 need like a year end theme song. It's copyright free,
0: obviously. We can get the we can get our homie over at uh, Suicide Puppets to make a new theme song for us. And like oh, that's he did our theme song in general. Like uh by the way, I've been saving the PTO to uh head over to freaking uh, Pennsylvania to uh, surprise him and film them opening up for Soulfly in uh late february that's gonna be a uh oh, nice. that is going to be a amazing issue of uh freaking girl of warfare we haven't done one in a year and uh yeah add that in with some good matches that you know we're producing and freaking kill it and, but I, I say we get straight to business what's in the box because we got a lot of business to talk to about tonight
1: all right, you want to go first? You want me to go first?
0: I will go first. I am going to present my Spawn Adult Coloring Book.
1: Ooh. Ladies and,
0: uh. g- Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Turnaround is completely not understanding what you're coloring on this. Straight up corpses. It is all some of the most iconic art uh, there is uh, trimmer. Nice. Uh, yes, and uh, the the paper is crayon friendly actually, which I actually uh, bought a bought some crayons.
1: Sixty four of them. Nice.
0: Sixty four of them. Hey, don't forget the sharpener is built in. I didn't have to buy that extra. But I gotta tell you, if I gotta turn my mind off and just think nothing and just enjoy not being at work <laughs> uh, yeah. it's uh, I love it Uncle Todd really delivered uh, it was an expensive book this was um, uh, 20 bucks if I remember correctly uh, the crayons were like 12 so it's one our crayons are so expensive
1: yeah that is kind of crazy
0: yeah you got the 64, and they break just as easy, but uh, it's, they smell just as good as they used to. What you got?
1: Well, just don't eat them.
0: Uh, that's neither here nor there, and you promised you wouldn't mention that.
1: Well, you say that, but after the glue incident of freaking tw- 2021, freaking, you just gotta know beforehand.
0: Well, luckily, we didn't have to go cops for that or AMTs. Yeah, and that that hair grew back by by the way
1: i hope armpit hair grows back that was really really weird armpit hair oh yeah
0: that that yeah that grew back um thank god that did uh what do you got for the box man
1: all right well after freaking uh announcing that i completed my run of uncanny x-men 94 through uh Five forty-four. I've been kind of pondering the idea of maybe working my way down a little bit, going backwards, seeing how far down the rabbit hole I can go. And today I was able to pick up Uncanny X-Men fifty-five. Oh, that's gorgeous! Ah, uh, freaking uh pretty uh, pretty decent shape, all things considered, for a book from the uh, this guy be from the '60s then. And freaking, uh, yeah, it's got, uh, the original team on it. It's about, it's, uh, about a year out from when they started redoing the, uh, the reprints. Right. For issue 66 through 93. So freaking, I'm gonna, you know, not necessarily gonna make it a, you know, effort to go all full bore into finding the original 93 issues, but, uh, I like the idea of kind of piecing it together bit by bit. If I happen to find something that's affordable, picking it up. So, you got to put it gotta, in a
0: different bag. One more
1: and toes and toes.
0: You got to put it in a different bag and board, man. Like, uh, I don't know about you, but like, I'm really particular about my bag and boards. And if they're not consistent, because that had some wrinkles in the front, like, I feel like they just didn't put it in a good enough bag and board. It's got to match the rest, make sure things aren't poking out from the sides and the back. Something else, man, but yeah oh definitely congratulations on that, uh second parter, actually, because I want to get everyone hyped because Colin is coming back to the fold and in order to get Colin back into the fold because he is always on movie sets and like he just finished working on that uh king of Tulsa show, uh the yellowstone um freaking um not the 18-something I bought up for my mom for Christmas. 18-something, but uh, it's it's a prequel. 1862. But we're going to be doing long boxes with Colin because he has a ton of trade pairbacks takes with him, and we're just going to follow him, and when we get the chance, call in and uh, do phoning from the road. But he has had a hair up his butt for Grendel. And I cannot. That's t- time,
1: time, I suppose.
0: It's been a while. I mean, like, have you ever read a Grendel book? I haven't.
1: No, I think I know there was definitely a Grendel Batman crossover from there. back in the day. I thought about it, but I never picked it up.
0: The, th- the thing about Grendel is, is that it's one of those books that um, it's like I'm not a Beatles fan. I like rock and roll. I like heavy metal. I like death metal. Um, but I'm not a fan of the Beatles. Does that mean that the Beatles suck? No. Under no circumstances. Grendel has been integrated into my heart and soul through pure osmosis of people that are really into indie comics or just found Grendel. And let me know that, like, hey, you're missing out. Nothing wrong with that, that I haven't read it. But I have, I'm not, like, we were discussing it today, uh after I left my my folks home talking to Colin mm-hmm. is that like we have to have a discussion and I wanted to bring this up specifically on the show with you is that how do we have the discussion to enjoy the books that you like? In regards to the FOMO of like oh my god Gardens Galaxy three trailer came out Adam orlack that thor issue in warlock number 1 is going to be worth so much we got to collect it um i'm not opposed to that but i'm opposed to the fact that because it's in the limelight that you're paying attention to it but i'm also opposed to that because it's an indie book if you haven't read strange in paradise if you haven't read grendel uh you you don't have a re original issue of hellboy or i i am under no Illusions that all of my Chaos Comics collections—Lady Death, Evil Ernie, She—that's not Chaos, but Crusade. But you get what I'm saying—that they're not going to be amount to Dick.
1: But oh, Dick Grayson is on a wall right now. We're right around an issue almost. You know, next issue is issue 100 of Nightwing. It's been <laughs> one of the better comics of the year. To I something mean, you're, you're, you're kind of setting a high bar is what I'm saying.
0: I get you. I love it. But you get what I'm saying. Like, they're special to me. But they're not special to me because they are cherished by other people. Yeah. But also, how do we have the conversation uh, to collect your comics, believe in what you believe in, it, enjoy what you enjoy, and be proud of it, and then everyone, all of a sudden, Malibu Stacy has a new hat? Eh.
1: I don't know. Is it a conversation that needs to be had?
0: I think it does, man, because, like, freaking, like, how many issues of Nightwing and in the in, in Detective and Batman that have, or, or Joker in the past three years that random things have happened, not in a number one, not mm-hmm. in a number 75 or 25 or 50, invest in what you believe in and don't worry about if it pans out to be a $100 comic book or something everyone wants. And talking about Grendel, like... The artwork is amazing. Like, the only thing that it doesn't have going for it is that it's not a movie yet. Yeah. Not that I want it to be a movie. If it is a movie, I will be there. We will be there. But frickin'... um, The investment on... What you like, as opposed to what everyone else likes. This is something I've been really pondering all day after talking with Colin. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, how do you put that into perspective? Like, enjoy what you like, and be proud. I don't know,
1: cause I'm. I, I mean, you should anyway. And that, that's, and I think that's obvious. Right. But um, the thing about it is though is like a lot of that stuff. That's what leads people to read comic books. Like the reason I got into Constantine initially. Because I was late to the show. Like, I hadn't watched the movie. I had freaking uh, I'd watched the 12 episodes that came out when they had their the TV show. Oh, and it. I was like, okay, this guy seems cool. So I freaking went out and got some books. Same thing with Black Lightning. Same thing with freaking Flash. You know, the whole reason, you know, a huge part of freaking X-Men being the comic book in the early 90s was a TV show. You know, it opens, you know, and that's, you know, that's all FOMO. Like, you don't want to miss out because, oh, hey, that was cool. I like the guy with the claws, I like the guy that throws the I, cards. I, I, like the, I, I, disagree
0: I disagree with you. I, I, I do not see you going and trying to find some Hellblazer comic books uh, or Black Lightning because that you have missed out on some something that other people want. I see you going and looking for good stories and good content for characters that you truly enjoyed on on a different level as opposed to just wanting to see a superhero. There's a difference between that as opposed to well like, like if you're if you're doing it with the intent of selling
1: it then yeah, I can see the point. But I mean, like that like picking up something because hey, a movie's coming out or hey, a TV show's coming out, I think it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I I just I just want people to invest in what they're invested in, and also not buy into the BS. Freaking it's a it's a new issue one, but in real little fine print, legacy issue nine eighty five. But yeah. it's not that worthy to you because it's not the right number. Um, what I'm trying to preach is freaking. Like what you like and be proud of what you're like, man. Like, 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 like you all the time, like, you don't ever roast me, but you, you always get a kick out of the comics I find that I'm popping for. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Like, like, Ultra, no one cares about that. Um, she, barely any of that. Yeah. Um, do you make fun of me and say I'm investing in bad comic books? No. You were happy. I make fun of lies.
1: you for your love. I make fun of you for your love of variant covers. But that's about it.
0: As you should. But exactly. But you. you, you but uh yeah. You, you don't knock me mean, for liking comic books that are off the beaten path or aren't issue one.
1: True. Yeah. No. Definitely not. But um. Yeah. I mean. But then again, like the whole reason I got back into comic books after I fell off as a kid was because freaking the. Uh, the new fifty-two, had all new number ones. Oh, so great. I went, but I went, I went and bought a bunch of number ones, and then freaking, oh hey, these are actually pretty good. Not some right. of them I kept, some of them I didn't. That's different, and you know that's the whole reason. Well, no, not really. It's, they're all number ones. I, gonna, you know it's the same thing. It's a number. It's number ones, and that was the reason I bought the only reason I bought them was because they were number ones, and I freaking was like, okay, cool, I'll pick some up.
0: And then we have to get into the whole idea of what number ones were and the restart of new 52. but um, I, I didn't read, I,
1: I hadn't read for probably 10, 15 years at that point. Like, yep. I was just freaking dabbing dab to pick up. see, I uh, walked into a Hastings and they had freaking a bunch of the new 52s and all the first issues. And I was like, yeah, I want to pick up a couple of these. Why not?
0: They were all good, man. Every single one of them. Oh, not
1: all. Not every single one of them. But I even I'm like Voodoo.
0: I even like Voodoo, Batwoman, Voodoo, uh, Jonah Hex, um, Action Comics, Batman, obviously. Uh, what else was there? I didn't buy into it because it was a, an event. I bought it, I bought into it because, well, shit, it was an event. All right, there's one. Um, but it wasn't, I I didn't, I didn't find it to be a cash grab. I found, I found them trying to fix things that people in comic books weren't too okay with.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing though. I I think it totally, to an extent, it was a cash grab because the whole purpose of doing the number ones was to make it easier for readers to slide in and be like, okay, this is the starting point. Right. I think that's the whole purpose of doing the number ones. It's really, and it's you know, once you're a freaking, once you're back in, like Marvel over the years has gotten ridiculous with it. I've, I think they've restarted Uncanny X Men about three times since I restarted. since I
0: since two thousand yeah,
1: like in the last ten years at the latest, they probably the last closer to five I think they've restarted Uncanny X Men three or four times
0: course the last time they restarted it, they didn't even finish the story that they were building it. I remember they were doing dark yeah. beast in uh, Cyclops and Wolverine were having a uh, ragtag group of mutants and they had like the upper torso of dark beast and then boom Krakoa forgot about that All yeah a sudden, now
1: he's just ahead in Mr. Sinister's lab
0: yeah and we just barely got that
1: yeah, that was last issue <laughs>
0: We just barely got that.
1: But um but I mean I think there's, you know, I I think it's I think it comes down to each individual person and what kind of collector do you want to be? You know, there's a huge uh online presence of people that talk about having the hobby pay for itself. And it's, you know, if you want bigger books, you need to buy medium books. You sell those, you get the, you you buy low, sell high basically.
0: Like and real use that
1: money. money. Yeah, you say that before your people do it. Freaking! I just saw a guy that freaking uh used books to buy an X Men number one for like right under five thousand because he freaking he sold enough books to get that to accrue that cash. So it's a it's a it's a way to do it, and I mean freaking you know it's not the dumbest way. You freaking if you can find a good deal, freaking turn it, you know, basically flip that book. That way, you've got that excess cash to freaking put towards a book you actually want, you know, it's it's a different way of collecting. But I don't think, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it.
0: I don't know either. I just wanted to point out the different nuances of how people collect in the different mindsets. But you and I approach things so much more differently than other people that are all about the graded copy. And we just want the, we just want the damn relic. Yeah. That's actually two. Um, Oh, is it? Yeah, that's two. But, um, freaking, if, if that's how you go about collecting, that's fine. And as long as it makes you happy, but as long as you're reading the books and getting something out of it and enjoying great literature and understanding that it's not about collecting, it's about what you do with it when you, read it and take it through your day-to-day there's so many books i think of constantly that stand out on my day-to-day that that help me navigate how i'm gonna be a human being or a functioning human being with other human beings all the time and there's <laughs> days where i am malfunctioning and not having a good day and get to Okay, just got to chill out, and, you know, I'm going to land on some Grendel. Yeah. Uh, do I know what's in this book? Absolutely not. Do I know the artwork's gorgeous? Yes. Uh, do people that enjoy the Beatles tell me that this is like enjoying the Beatles? Yes. But I'll make it my own mind, but I also have a treat waiting for me. Um... It's 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 neither here nor there. I just I just don't like the speculative market. I don't like the fact that it has to be a number one. I mean, like uh, yeah, uh, vengeance, Joker issue two. Yeah. Uh, what issue did Ghostmaker first come out?
1: No, I couldn't tell you, but it was in the I think the early one hundreds
0: correct
1: but like 101 103 something like that but
0: it wasn't 100 yeah it wasn't 100 it might have let me see real quick come on i think it was keep talking i'm gonna look into that i think it was one or two or 101 um because but even then like the the fact that they were stupid to seeing the fact that it wasn't some milestone number that everyone thinks that they gotta have and but most importantly what i want people to think is that that it, random issue of whatever comic book that you have, because someone didn't make their first parents or someone died in that comic. Does it, not?
1: <laughs> it actually is go. It's Batman one hundred. It's one hundred. It's one hundred. Yep, volume three, number one hundred, created by James and the fourth.
0: He's a beautiful man.
1: It was a milestone issue,
0: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I just don't want you. I just don't want <clears throat> people to discredit themselves. For the comics that they like, because someone didn't make some big avant-garde move or first appearance or a death, if that's um. the one you like, absolutely yes. Tell us more about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it just comes down to what kind of collector you want to be. Are you, are you a are you a guy that you know a person that digs first appearances? Do you have a one particular character you're into? Do you have a a team? If you got, if you're into a team, do you go out of your way to get their first appearances? You know, I uh, got really into Hellions. Freaking, uh, I had to turn around and get all the first appearances of the Hellions. Yeah,
0: that was normal. Uh,
1: from uh, the one from a couple years ago, and that included like Havoc and uh, Havoc and Psylocke and Wild Child and freaking uh, Betty Brant. No, uh, Betsy. Um, not
0: Betty Brant. Betsy. Braddock. Betsy Braddock. Braddock.
1: Yeah, and all you know, all those accompanying characters. Turned out I already had a couple of them. Like I had or- Orphan Maker and Nanny both debut like a random issue of X Factor. I think like 27 or 37, somewhere along those lines that I'd already picked up.
0: Those ones I find important. So I like the indie factor. And when it comes to indie factor, I think we should transition into the predictions for 2023. Wrestling. Yeah
1: we're going to we're going we're going to do something new here. We're going to freaking uh each one of us is going to uh, throw out five random predictions for the year and then we can look upon this next year and see who uh which one of how many of them came true, if any of them came true. Hell, maybe all of them will come true, who knows? Who knows? So do you want to start with your first one?
0: Yeah, that the uh new AEW video game is going to be the next no mercy. Okay. We have not had a good wrestling video game since uh, New Fire Pro, and even though that is superior, I don't. I I do not see that AEW is going to in any way eclipse uh, Fire Pro. It's just going to be easier to navigate. Uh, Fire Pro, you can do like it's it's pretty much open open format, and. Okay it's a lot of fun. They integrated so many people, new Japan impact. Uh, but when it comes to playability, it's, it's a real pain. Like just to get to like actually fighting somebody, um, Mm -hmm. there's, you can play as like freaking uh, you're a booker and just watch it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. but to actually just get to pick your player and start fighting within the first, 30, 45 seconds of starting the game is not happening on New Fire Pro. Oh, geez. Okay. I, I'm predicting that uh, AW is going to get straight to the meat and potatoes. Like, pick your guy or gal and let's get to it. And have nice. some good uh, freaking, uh, uh, you know, playing someone, you know, versus mode that's in Vietnam that you met. And, like, you're. Like, I'm hoping that sort of thing happens. The graphics look great. Um, The Aubrey, um, the ref, actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, but she actually was a pro wrestling ref in Seattle as her side Mm -hmm. gimmick while she was actually working at a video game company.
1: Yeah, I think Evil Uno does something with it as well much he uh, he's like a graphic designer or something like that yeah but I think he's got a a hand in the game also
0: yep and she talked about that on uh, the uh, unleashed podcast and they they made her kind of like uh, superior in charge kind of the side she's not like the main person but she's the one that has the most vocal uh, this is how it should go as someone that creates video games. As well as someone that played those games, which is extremely important. Because, like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, do you remember the first time you played No Mercy?
1: Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was yeah. so
0: good. You remember playing No Mercy immediately. Mm-hmm. You selected your guy or uh, uh, um, Royal Rumble for the freaking uh, Super Nintendo. I was always Bret Hart, he was un- unstoppable. <laughs> You didn't know how to, like, use the controllers you could always beat with Bret Hart. But, like, we have those video game moments that mattered. And, uh, Indeed. uh that's, that's my prediction, is that uh, the AEW game is going to revitalize it. Because, freaking, I was uh, buying my sister a couple of uh, uh, presents over at Best Buy, and I saw that they had WWE 2022... <laughs> on sale for $15. Oh, wow. Physical. Not the download. And the game, I, I bought my sister the latest Metroid game um, for uh, the Switch, and that was like $60. And, like, the fact that a, a wrestling game was that cheap, and they didn't even have a 2023. There was no 2023.
1: Yeah, that's well, that game just came out, too.
0: 2020, 2022 was on sale for $14, $15. And, okay, so that tells me that game sucks.
1: Yeah, either that or it was on sale. We got ours for like 20 bucks because it was on, like, Amazon, one of the freaking, uh, one of the times they're doing the Amazon sales.
0: But you get my point. You're not going to find Fire Pro Wrestling for anything less than $30 on eBay. Yeah, It's that good. You're not going to find no mercy for anything less like the actual physical copy less than 50. Because that is, I don't know about you, but uh, I know the, the internet wrestling community says that's the greatest one. I agree.
1: Yeah, it was like SmackDown 2, Know Your Role, for the, uh, the original PlayStation.
0: My number two was uh, NWO versus WCW. That was gnarly.
1: Okay. Is that freaking World Tour?
0: Nah, uh, just uh, the standard one. WCW or NW versus WCW. I don't remember What
1: system before. was that for?
0: Uh, that was uh,
1: N64. Oh, okay. I was always a Genesis, PlayStation guy, so. Yeah,
0: that was N64. Alright, so that's my number one. Uh, What you got for two? Alright, my number
1: one well, let me see, mine is, uh, my bet is MJF will go the entire year, 2023,
0: as AEW champion. I agree with you 100%. He has to.
1: I think the whole story is there. Yeah. So I think that's definitely, that's that pretty positive. Gonna, I think if if they don't, I think it's going to be a huge misstep for him.
0: How do you think he's gonna approach it? Is he gonna be the chicken shaped champion like Seth Rollins was back in- yeah, three? Uh I had to say it. The only other way to say it, there's no other way to say it, is is he gonna do it like Seth Rollins, like where he would always avoid the fights but still get thrown into it and clean in the ring right in the center? Or mm, sadly no
1: I don't I don't see it just because freaking I don't think they're putting that much enough thought into it.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: I think they should. <clears throat> I think it behooves them to do so. They have to. Like he needs he needs to be when like when JBL had the championship. He needs to be wrestling the top talent. The top talent needs to be better than him and somehow he freaking still slides by with the belt. That's what that's what he needs to be. But I don't think they are gonna do that. What do you think? I would love for them to do it. I think he's just going to go out there and wrestle.
0: I don't find any excitement yeah. in that. Yeah, me neither.
1: Like, I think I think the I think the freaking cuz that's what cuz that's the thing is they they've got to have they've got to build somebody up to beat him and freaking but he need they need to build him up as champion like he needs to be that guy oh this guy can't wait for this guy to lose the belt. This you know Brian Danielson should beat him. John Moxley should beat him, you know. But I think I think the fact that their for his first match was against Ricky Starks kind of shows they're not putting that kind of thought into it. Like it was a nice little feud. They should have, in all honesty, it should have been Eddie Kingston because Kingston can a go toe to toe with him on the mic. B in a fight, in like a legit fight, there's no way Max is beating Kingston. It's just not going to happen. And yet, somehow, he freaking you know, slides by, wins the match, and keeps the belt. That's where his should, his first feud should have been Kingston.
0: Kingston is so good, I would like to see him wrestle people on the streets of Brooklyn, just that bummed him the wrong, wrong way. Like, he's that good. And he's that good on the mic. You're 100% correct on that. And... Uh, to a lesser extent, I would like to see someone that's more Lucha, uh, go at it, uh, for a small little bout or, you know, through the summer, you know, like novella style, you know, like, uh, Mm -hmm. Pentagon, like, like really give him some run for money that is not wrestling the same way that he wrestles, but Kingston, you're absolutely correct. Kingston is, is the man. Yes.
1: And they need to they need to do more. I mean they need to do more, it's quite a bit of their talent. But like he just like and the and what the story MJF needs to tell, I think, you know, as opposed to the story they're gonna tell, I think it'd be two different things. But I think again, he has to, you know, he has to and he has to make it through the entire year as champion. They've gotta do, you know, he's gotta start off twenty, you know, twenty four as champion to get that story across.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: You know, and it needs it needs to get desperate. It needs to get it needs to be like when when uh, Punk won the belt from Cena at Money in the Bank, and Vince comes out there and he's like, you know, trying to get Alberto Del Rio to cash in, and Punk leaps through the crowd. It needs to be a freaking like, oh my god, all hands on deck. We have to do it. like if we don't,
0: we have a problem. Get the
1: belt, yeah, if we don't get the belt off MJF, we're screwed. Like the entire the entire freaking face of aew everything's on the line like if if we can't beat this guy aew doesn't stand a chance
0: which and that's how they need to present it i agree which leads into my number my number my number three or number two Mm -hmm. is that um tony Khan is gonna realize that he needs to stop partying with these guys he can stop being their bros he needs to stop uh hanging out with them in general and realize that this is what brought the demise of WCW. You are not Eric Bischoff. You do not want to be Eric Bischoff. Even Eric Bischoff has said you're making mistakes. And
1: Yeah, but Bischoff Bischoff's gonna talk because he needs something to talk about.
0: Oh that's and that
1: just that just I, is I, I, That is what it is.
0: I agree, but that doesn't mean that he's wrong. Because uh we, we all watched that media scrum with frickin' uh, Punk and Khan. Khan mm-hmm. pussed out. He should have said something. He should have figured something out on the spot as company owner. Now, I always thought that Khan would be able to handle this, neither here nor there, because he's been handling Jacksonville Jaguars for so long, with even bigger divas than wrestlers. And the fact that he let everything happen during that scrum and not be surprised what happened afterwards, and now we have a <coughs> really bad after blow. like so much bad subterfuge. Like the the elites back, but they're still like what are their what are their titles like? Um, EVPs EVPs and are are they your bros? Or are they your people that you work with, or are you trying to run a or actual wrestling fed without getting buried and making the mistakes that WCW did. Now, one of the reasons I brought up the uh, NWO, NWO versus uh, WCW was the fact that that's what that's what's turning into AEW right now, the elite versus everybody else. Yep. And it's it's ugly. I don't want to watch that again. It's falling into place. Stop doing that. So my hopeful prediction is that Khan will figure it out and be like okay we gotta put some brakes on a few things here we gotta make sure that the uh, elite aren't going completely off the rails on being the elite and not let the inmates run the asylum with your buddy who owns the place that just happens to be too drunk to pay attention to what you're doing yeah that's my number two
1: <clears throat> not right um so sticking with AEW my money is going to be on at some point during 2023 Jungle Boy is going to win the T, uh, TNT championship 100% so we'll see if uh see if they're able to make that happen this year they definitely should my the only thing i'm worried about is that uh they may have usurped jungle boy's spot with uh with Ricky Starks so we'll see what ends up happening after his uh, his match with with Jericho, but I think definitely sometime in the next twelve months, Jungle Boy is going to be TNT champion.
0: My number three is that the NWO is going to uh, eclipse the Impact. The NWO? Oh, I'm sorry, the Koreans. Uh, Oh NWA. NWA, um, their shows are getting increasingly better. I I've done them all. They they are they are phenomenal. The people they're using are increasingly bleeding out and going to AEW and not going anywhere, um, uh, other than uh, Rosa. Ricky Starks. Yeah, exactly. Um. I see them getting uh, better uh, leeway and headway, just keeping going and just sticking to their plan and staying in their own lane.
1: Okay. I, I definitely I don't see that one happening, but definitely could.
0: I'd like I just want them to stay in their own lane, just keep doing what you're doing and stop paying attention to everyone else because their product is. Uh, very different than everything else we're seeing including Impact I
1: want that it's it's definitely different freaking (laughs) the only thing the only thing that sucks right now is I know people are really down on Tyrus as their world champion yeah but that's that unfortunately is the only time I hear people talk about the NWA right now is because freaking they're just dogging on Tyrus being the champion
0: I just wish they were back to uh, being free on YouTube because the subscription on Fight is a pain. Like you gotcha. get all this other extra stuff, and like it's like I just want to watch wrestling. Just let me watch NWA. Yeah. Just let me get to it, and hopefully, they, I I just want them to stay in their own lane. Like what we were discussing earlier about the uh, plan for twenty twenty three. Yeah. Do what you got to do and be yourself. Your turn. All righty. Uh,
1: I think following the um, fact that Shinsuke Nakamura is going to be working at least a couple shows in Japan and Carl Anderson is defending the Never Open Point championship at uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year. Yep. I think sometime in 2023, we are going to see AJ Styles Wrestle at least one time in New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: But we're back after a brief intervention when I said some things that I should not say on an Abuela-friendly recording. But whatever you just said, that AJ Styles being back in New Japan is going to be uh, um, incredibly amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How would they do it though? I mean, like, like, how would they set it up? Like, 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 like uh, the Good Brothers get beat up so bad? AJ's gotta show up.
1: Yeah, it's I good. think it's as simple as that. He's wrestling Tamatanga, They're Bullet Club. Freaking, freaking, you know the brothers. Or they're not Bullet Club anymore. But he's got his brothers. Freaking, there's three of the brothers. There's the Good Brothers and AJ.
0: Well, if they're going to if they're going to do that, you think they'd pull back, bring back Prince Devitt?
1: They could. Oh my god! The only dif- the only difference, as dumb as it is, is the fact that he's got a he's. It's a Finn Balor name, like Finn Balor. The fin- it may not be so in New Japan, but everywhere else, Prince Devitt. Freaking, uh. Prince yeah, Devitt. Geez. And it, it's really you know who who's you know the bigger uh, what is the bigger name Finn Balor or Prince Devitt? <laughs> Yeah, he's probably going to come back as Finn Balor.
0: I have to say, one of my favorite matches of all time was when AJ got beat out of the Bullet Club. Yeah, like at Corrigan Hall. That's my uh, number uh, number uh, three or number four.
1: This is number four. Your number. This is your number four.
0: My number four is that we're going to get bring back uh, good venues like Corrigan Hall, where it matters where you are. Not not one of those old school things where you're going to lose because you're from Ohio and uh, you're wrestling that night and you're going to get your butt beat because Vince is not going to let you win in your hometown. I want yeah. the bring back of... Man, uh, I mentioned my ex-girlfriend a while back um, before we started recording. Um, she was such a mark for, for, for freaking Corgan Hall. And I was too, man. Corgan, yeah. like that place. I mean, like, it's a small little venue in the Tokyo Dome, but like, it matters. I mean, like, freaking, so many little things, but so many big things happen. Like, freaking Kenny Omega came out dressed out as Jasmine from Aladdin. I mean, that like I said earlier, that's where AJ did his four corner bow while getting the absolute dog spit kicked out of him by the entirety. Yeah. And he's still about... uh, I want to bring back to... Where your wrestling matters. That's my number four. I mean like... I mean like... uh, One of the best things about Lucha Underground was... It was in... uh, uh, L.A. Barrio. It was legit there. Yeah. It was legit there. I mean like... uh, When I found it... Like I've never really connected... Like I'm Mexican... But raised military I've lived all across the world, but I've never uh ever connected with anything that was like specifically brown. And yeah. not like that. <laughs> not like that. They they were the whole crowd was brown. I understood the Spanglish, everything, and I want a callback to when a venue matters. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, my number four
1: is. uh, I think Jordan Grace will end up winning the Impact World Title.
0: Sometime in the next year. Hands on, you're correct. Uh, She has put in the work. I follow her on Instagram. Uh, I'm not Mm too much of a fan of her thirst trap photos because I'm just. I don't care. You're thirsty. I don't care how thirsty. (laughs) Yeah, she she's a juicy woman, man. She's gorgeous, but she's putting in the work. And she has legit wrestled some amazing uh, men wrestlers and made it believable. Not like China.
1: I don't know. I think China, you know, China, she did it. It wasn't freaking
0: China did it. It wasn't
1: always pretty. It wasn't. It wasn't pretty, but she freaking. She ended up making. You know, she did a lot of great stuff in her time, and that's why she's a legend.
0: I'm not she's discrediting freaking, China. I'm, I'm
1: not. I'm not I'm just not I, I think they'll put the belt on her. I don't know if it'll work.
0: I think it'll absolutely they, work. They they
1: did it they did it before with Tessa Blanchard and I don't think she's gonna have the you know the fall from fall from grace pun fully intended that Tessa had.
0: Tessa couldn't swipe her debit card without saying the N word. Uh Jordan Grace <laughs>
1: jordan great jordan grace is known for saying stuff on putting her putting her mouth on socials a few times so she
0: has but it's, she, it's
1: definitely a possibility, but she, i just don't i don't think i don't think she's there i don't think she is i think they're gonna i think they're gonna push her beyond her means
0: I like the fact that you said that because she might not be there, but if they put her in that spot, I think she will feel the shoes. I don't think she's not ready for it. I just think that she needs to just be in the shoes and then she will grow immediately. I have absolute faith in her. Like how many, I mean like from the indie feds we, we work at how many people post so many I'm working in the gym. I'm really doing it. Yeah. They don't compare to any of them. Man, woman, trans doesn't matter. Friggin' Jordan Grace is pushing it, and I absolutely agree with you. I just don't agree with the fact that you think that it might not be a good fit at first. I think she's going to fill it in and redefine a, a true champion because she deserves it. it um, I, I really do, man. Like that that woman has done everything. She was a paralegal for a while. She was still working paralegal for the past like two years. Oh, nice. And uh, she eventually, I think uh, I think I read like last year was like when, or a couple months ago, was when she decided like, you know, full force on wrestling. But she always posts photos of her and her husband in their uh, garage gym. She might post a lot of thirsty stuff, um, but she's gorgeous and she deserves to be, I don't want to say lusted after, but like she's gorgeous. Look at her; she's gorgeous, and uh, none yeah. of, none of the photos she posts, I, I feel, are posted in in terms of like Playboy, like nasty status. Like she's like, I'm proud of myself, and I yeah. I, I really want to see her succeed. Good call on that, man. Right,
1: um, so, what's your what's your final one for the year?
0: Brian Cage done.
1: Are we talking done wrestling? Are we talking done with AEW? We Is he going to end up somewhere? What are you thinking?
0: I'm thinking he's going to get hurt again and because uh, I saw his last match two weeks ago and freaking... I love the guy. He's a Wolverine, but he's made of porcelain. I don't want him to be done, but I always see him wrestling very dangerously. No. I've never wrestled, and I know that you and I could watch a Brian Cage match. The last one, I like. Hey, I don't like that. And you be like, "Yeah, this is why he did that wrong." Um, he he doesn't wrestle very well. I want him to do well, gotcha. but um, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm calling. He only made it through that championship match because Morrison held him and was his bro. And we had uh freaking, Oh yeah. And uh, who was the ref? Uh, test. Uh, it was. Uh, and storm. Storm. And the only reason that match continues is because Morrison told them, "I can handle it. I can do it." You. Yeah. You, you. You. If you rewind it, you can see them like chatting on the side of their mouth, like, and letting and Storm letting it happen, but Cage is. Um, I want him to do well, but I don't see him continuing. I'm sorry, yeah, gotcha. Jim. Wolverine, I. Uh, <laughs> you just keep getting hurt, and you juice yourself. Yeah, he's. I mean, he,
1: he, he's. Yeah, he's too. He's too big for his body. Too big too, for his frame.
0: Too big, man! Like, can, can you imagine being that big <clears throat> doing those punches?
1: Yeah. That's the thing, man. That's what, you know, Triple H, when he freaking came back, he had to down, when after the quad injury, he had to downsize.
0: Yeah, he did. He really did.
1: And it helped his career, helped his longevity.
0: Yeah. And Brian Cage has to do the same, but. I don't see him being that person that would want a downside. I see him being someone that is in a company that is testing everything that you pee out of. And, um,. He's he's, I want to say a third of the size what he was back in Impact two years ago, and all his moves, all his all his moves are like big bane slam bams. Like there's no real working. There's no chain wrestling with him. There's no real Eh,
1: what a guy what a guy that size you don't yeah I mean like chain wrestling's a. It's a smaller man's game unless you're Big Show and Kane. I
0: because agree. They would always
1: chain wrestle. I, I always thought that was funny.
0: But he wrestled Woodlow, and freaking, like, that didn't even happen. It was just like a wham, bam, 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 bam. Yeah,
1: that's- that's well, that's what you want from two big dudes. You know, that's two big men smashing meat. Samoa Joe doesn't – I mean, Samoa Joe can chain wrestle, but he doesn't need to chain wrestle. He's 300 pounds.
0: Yeah.
1: People don't want to see them exchange holds. They want to see them freaking – Throwing oh bodies around. I
0: want to see some skill. Come on, man. We grew up with Bane and Batman Nightfall. We want some skill.
1: Yeah, Bane was smart, but it freaking remembers him. You know, freaking they weren't chain wrestling in the Batcave. <laughs> Bane picked him up and
0: gave him a backbreaker. We have to film that. Note to self, later. What's <laughs> your five?
1: Alrighty, this one's my controversial pick, as it were. Forget uh, I
0: felt bad. Just my
1: money's that. my money is going to be on Hangman hey Page jumps to WWE.
0: I was talking about homegirl earlier. Okay. About our predictions, and the first one I was like, "Who is he going to pick?" That jumped to WB and I did not land on Hangman, hey but I landed on Adam <laughs> Cole. But Hangman hey
1: Oh I that's if Adam Cole's ever gonna wrestle again. And that's you no, know, that's not even me being snarky or making jokes, man. That yeah, freaking He's done. Yeah, I mean maybe so, maybe no, but freaking I mean, take all the time he need you know Huh, trust me, take all the time you need to heal up from an injury. Shoot. But freaking, you know, hopefully hopefully he'll come back or hopefully he'll at least
0: not hangman. Being able to. Oh yeah, it's so. gonna
1: be, it's gonna be hangman.
0: Say it ain't so, hangman.
1: Say it ain't so. <laughs> my my money's on him pulling a Moxley, waiting for his contract to expire and just not resigning, and going to WWE. Would
0: he end up in WB?
1: In a heartbeat.
0: Or NXT.
1: <sighs> Depends on if it's Rumble season or not. Depends on when his contract actually expires.
0: That's this weekend, right? Jesus, Rumble?
1: Uh, Rumble? No, Rumble's sometime in January, but I'm not sure when. I want to say probably in the middle of the month, like the fifteenth ish.
0: Even then, I don't. I I don't see him going straight to the freaking main roster. I could. He.
1: I I think he could. He definitely. Is. He he could. Plus, because they if nothing else, they're gonna want to freaking because one of the things about it is freaking it, it is a knock on AEW to be like we stole we stole your homegrown
0: boy. Yeah, but we also stole a guy that we didn't even try to steal. Cody.
1: Yeah. And their friends.
0: Yep. I did not anticipate our five predictions for this year to be this upsetting.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be. I think this year is going to be an interesting year. Because, I, I, I mean, like I said, dude, we, I've, I, we've said this off camera. I'm not, I'm not like, I, I, Raw, like, WWE definitely improved under the Triple H regime. But I'm not, I'm not completely sold on it that this is going to be the best thing for everybody.
0: Or something lasting.
1: I, I think, well, I think, I think right now, I think they're freaking, they're flower, they're freaking window dressing. Oh, hey. They, they you know the previous guys fired all these guys we're gonna bring them back aren't we great like that's awesome but freaking are you giving them all compelling storylines you giving them reasons to be here or are you just freaking you know or we already having issues because oh hey these guys aren't getting over or oh hey these guys aren't how don't have a storyline or oh hey oh this guy didn't work but we brought this guy back right you know it's it's cool but like if you're gonna bring it like if you're gonna bring people in, you need to have a reason for it agreed like we maybe this whole thing with control and freaking uh you know EO sky Dakota Kai freaking you know Bailey what have you really done with any of them whole lot of nothing they got the women's tag belts that you don't care about a couple of times and Bailey had three pay-per-view matches with freaking Bianca Belair for the title and couldn't win the belt like, is she really an effective heel if they can't win? Like, there's three of them and one of her, and Bianca Belair is beating up all three of them at once.
0: With no, yeah, it's, it, it's not
1: helping. It's now. It's not. It's not making Bianca look better, and it's making Bailey and her crew look worse. Yeah, so you beat nobody up, wins.
0: You beat up a bunch of people that can't beat you. It doesn't make you look good at all. <laughs> Damn, that's the five. Yeah. Do you want to have a uh, overly positive number six as a wild card?
1: Oh, I'm gonna have a an insanely negative number six. <laughs> Do it. Nah. Um, no, you go. You go first. I, I got to think of one then.
0: I'm uh, gonna have my five. I'm gonna say uh, my insanely positive is that NXT gets restored to its glory. Mm, okay. That's that's where I'm going with that. Like, uh, SmackDown Raw has been great, but I want uh, my insane wild card overly positive as NXT gets restored to its glory. The way that freaking... Uh, I mean, you were there when Shisei came out, know, right? When who came in? Shinsuke? Made his oh, debut. 32?
1: No, no. I was. Oh. I could not get. We could not get tickets.
0: Oh, I was there. I'm sorry. Uh, my bad.
1: right <laughs> I, I don't care. I've been to freaking more Ring of Honor shows than you. I've been to more AEW shows than you. I, I don't care. I just want to mess
0: with you, man. But. Anyway, you. Didn't I'm, I'm
1: unmessable though.
0: You didn't steal me. some little kid's program.
1: And if I did, I wouldn't be proud of it. Oh, I'm so proud of it. That's sad, actually. Him
0: it's
1: and his grandma. Walked,
0: him and his grandma walked away. He left it on the seat. Doesn't mean that.
1: It doesn't mean it's there for you.
0: No. <laughs> Was he gonna come back. They won't let him back in the, the venue. There was no hand stamps. Nah, I just like messing with you, man. Like, I'm very, very, very proud of everything you've been to and what you do. And uh, what we have been to is very important. It's awesome. And I just, I couldn't bring myself to go to AW tonight, man. I just couldn't. Gotcha. Freaking, I'd have had problems with production and sitting there, watching people mishandle cameras and I'm glad uh I'm glad Balaam did it uh, I did the guy um Ronnie with uh, MJf but uh I just there are so many things I just would have been uncomfortable with just being there in the crowd gotcha but 2023 is coming up yeah Wait, we so got
1: other things to worry about. We got freaking, uh, we've made our predictions. Now time to move on to the comics.
0: Move on to the comics, man. Uh, like I said, we're going to be doing more with Colin for some long boxes on some random books, like, uh, Grendel, she, um, that sort of thing. But, uh, what do you want to do first, man?
1: Uh, well, before we do anything else, man, freaking, yeah, we've gotten, uh, we've made an attempt to definitely get some, uh some pretty awesome books over the last year yeah freaking uh what uh what books are you looking forward to what books are on your top five for to pick up in the year
0: 2023 i did uh the math on all of the missing issues i have from spawn um $3,500 oh wow there are some books that are $50, $100 just because they're that scarce. Uh, I have most of the books that are that expensive, but um, the issues from uh, 110 to 183 are, like, so low print. I'm um, wow. going to complete that as well as... Um, the side side books of Spawn I don't have, or Sam and Twitch. There's a few of the Hell Spawn um, I don't have, and I've got most of Curse of Spawn. Curse of Spawn started uh, right before the movie came out, where um, they focus on different spawns throughout history. And the okay. first one was Daniel Alonzo, and um, it was a four issue series, and it's like a thousand years in the future and um Alan McElroy wrote all of the um Cursed the Spawn but they were just different spawns and um some of them were not as good um some of them were pointing in the direction like there was a Angela series where uh someone was in control of heaven and she interfered on the plane on earth and that was a spawn issue um sam and twitch did their suture issue where uh um, it was uh five through nine where they were dealing with that chick that got butchered and pieced herself back together um there's those ones and um i've got all the spawn the impalers were the painted issues were uh where blob the Impaler is a spawn and Yeah, it's gonna cost that much. Oh jeez. And I have no qualms about it. And also I've <laughs> got uh most so we made it like bandits a couple months ago, but um two twenty issues around two twenty. Of a uh, full completion of Maze Spider-Man from 300 to now.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice,
0: big chunk. Uh, well, let me phrase that: small chunk compared to what I actually have. What do you got?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, what I got well the big one. I'm the only one I didn't get from my my Grail list that I was looking for <laughs> this year is Amazing Spider-Man 101, First Appearance of Morbius. i definitely got some uh, ideas for that one. Um, the other big book I'm looking for would be Detective Comics 359, First Appearance of Batgirl. Nice. I, I made a huge chunk out of getting rid of the uh, majority of the villains' first appearances. What's I have you gotten? Uh, first one's probably the Silver Age Two Face. Was freaking the one with him on the pirate ship. Yeah, it was the best one I've got so far. Um, number three, I've got Giant Size Fantastic Four. Number four, which is First Appearance of Multiple Man. Big fan of that one, mainly because I freaking like the. Uh, you know, when we grew up, one of the first books I read was X Factor 71, where the new team takes over. And I actually have quite a few of their first appearances. When this, uh, like, you know, I got Havoc and Polaris, Strong Guy, Quicksilver, Wolf's Bane, and Multiple Man. The only, two, the only ones I'm missing right now are Quicksilver, Polaris, and Multiple Man. So from start off, by getting multiple mans. Nice. First appearance. Uh, number four, looking at Batman 171, which is the first Silver Age appearance of the Riddler, which is one of the few books I haven't picked up as of yet as far as first appearances go, at least from that era. And finishing it off, um, my, the biggest one I'm looking for at the moment, especially going off the fact that I'm kind of digging uncanny x-men at the moment again going from 93 down i'm looking for uncanny x-men number 12 first appearance of juggernaut nice that'll that'll finish off my top five
0: man the uh, guys that get pow have like six of the first uh cry for dawn graded and i'm gonna get i have to have them in like uh all right. freaking we were, remember we were checking out and i found all those hellspawn books and I was like, I'll mm-hmm. be there in a minute. <laughs> and yeah. uh, freaking uh, they were there. Um, we saw a couple at that little mini comic book uh, fed we went to at Chapel Hills um, mm-hmm. where they had the first two. But freaking graded versions of Cry for Dawn. I, I'm not a fan of graded books, but these are cherries to me I I would want them in climate control and get buried with them like those books are I remember uh, I was telling you uh, about getting uh, some downloads a couple uh, months ago and like they made no sense they were all these weird tales that and variably did not include Dawn she was like the narrator she was like the crypt keeper um, oh okay yeah and that's what cry for dawn was but then we got into books like uh three tears and like where she's a goddess and those are the ones i have in hand like uh i i, I actually have a photo of um reading um three tears uh sitting on my ex-girlfriend's uh couch while her and her new boyfriend like we were watching some horror movie and they were doing some coding because they have like a they were coders, and uh, Haley was like, oh, um, Colin's coming over. You guys are going to be best friends. And uh, she said that. I'm like, get out of here. Took a picture of me reading, <laughs> like, did my legs up. The 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 virgin cover that didn't have a logo on it, just had the painting. And Colin comes in and says, are you reading what I, what I think you're reading? I'm like, yeah. Where'd you get that? That's been out of print for a while. I'm like, yep. I've got those individual issues, but like freaking, they matter. (laughs) They matter. It's, it's interesting the way we keep talking about things in terms of money, but like those books, I mean, like, if you don't want me asking, which, which was one issue of any comic book that really truly influenced yourself as a person? Something that like drew the line in the sand of where your morality is.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like, really. It's difficult. Yeah, it's like. Because I was a kid, I was really into uh, second volume Bexman.
0: Well, which which mean, my
1: my favorite guy was Gambit, and freaking he was a thief. So like, I'm just like trying to think of like what really like, he was, was a truthful thief was,
0: though. You you knew you were gonna get robbed. Yeah, that's true.
1: But ah, uh, um, that was the thing. You know, I was more for comic as far as comic books go. When I was growing up, it was more about an escape than anything else. It was more about getting into these different worlds. It wasn't so, like. If I had to pinpoint anything, I would say Spider-Man, Maximum Carnage.
0: Everything's going wrong.
1: Yeah, everything's going wrong. Freaking, yeah, like, he's down on his luck. You know, him and Mary Jane are doing good. He's got this whole thing with Carnage. And, like, he knows, like, deep down he wants to freaking get to that. Like, he doesn't want to do it, but he knows it's a possibility. he to kill Carnage to to save the city and freaking uh, it comes down to like, I think it's like issue seven or eight and freaking he ends up, he's like at his moment where he's like, I'm going to do it. And freaking Captain America ends up stopping him and freaking like, he's just kind of like got his, got his second wind because his cap shows up. And I was like, that was, I wasn't the biggest cap fan by any stretch of the imagination, but
0: that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah. That was a big deal.
0: That's awesome. Mine was Lady Death and Evil Ernie. He killed everyone in his school, his parents, and Lady Death comes out of nowhere and says, hey, you want me to love you forever? throws her giant jugs in his face. He's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And uh, that's where I, uh, unfortunately...
1: Those are the comics that made you a man.
0: Made me a man. Ugh. Killer variant variant covers. Two
1: two completely different avenues with that.
0: Completely, man. You you had such a great, like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just all Bundy that happened to have five touchdowns in one game as opposed to four. And, uh, lady, that's got my back. And I can kill everyone and create Megadeth. Like, that's what, uh, it's funny that, uh, like, the whole thing with, uh, Evil Ernie was he was out to create Megadeth. And the actual reality of it was that he created Evil Ernie at an actual negative show. Oh, jeez. Okay. It's all... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are officially a boiler friendly again. We had some business to do with real quick. But we got Sabretooth in the Exiles number two. I, I don't trust this book, man. Why is that? Well, they specifically say, specifically say not to trust Sabretooth. And he's like, you're right to not do that.
1: Yeah, I'm, he doesn't care. He's gonna murder everybody.
0: I'm gonna murder everybody. And uh depends on whether or not you're on the same side and you happen to be on my same side so don't worry about it I like that that he spelled it out truthfully but the rest of the caper was uh really hit or miss I mean like they're they're trying to open up maker.
1: yeah that's the whole thing there's freaking they're trying to open up maker. I love the fact that freaking he's been around since for, for freaking 20 30 years. And we have absolutely no idea what his powers are. Oh, great. All we know is that if if he unleashes his powers,
0: Everyone the world sad. is duped. Everyone's dead.
1: You know, at the same time, we've got a half-powered Sabertooth because of something this doctor put in him to where all his powers are being, you know, brought down including his healing factor. So while he still has some abilities, he's not completely, he's not functioning at 100% right now, thanks to Dr. Barrington. And Dr. Barrington's the same person who's trying to open up the friggin' Orphan Maker. And, you know... Yeah, it's definitely not uh, not what they have planned.
0: Nanny's not having it, but, like, she's not panicking the way I would assume that someone that knows if this person is open up, everything is over. She's not acting that way. She's still being the nanny, but, like, I feel like she should have some sort of uh, acknowledgement that we're all doomed, and she's not acting that way. I I wonder if she's got some sort of fail-safe. I feel like she has to, as the name.
1: Yeah, you feel like, I mean, she's the one that created the suit in the first place, so she definitely, you know, they're definitely going to have something. But yeah, I like the, you know, we got this whole little band of uh, exiles. Not only that, they're tra- they're in this facility that is chock full of mutant test subjects
0: scrolling back. The
1: Lord, kn- Lord knows, Lord knows what's been done to these people. Lord knows what's going to be done to these people. But the exiles are all about trying to stop it.
0: There's a ton of people I don't recognize at all. Do you feel that the uh, when you turn the page and all of a sudden you have to read a dossier, that is a chore?
1: No. Because, I mean, you can always just kind of skip over them. They're not essential to the story. I would definitely like to that way. It kind of gets a little bit of everything, but...
0: I think it's a, you know. a, a literary crutch. Like, you're not good enough to write this, like, backstory within three pages, so you fill it in as a dossier with some pretty graphics and good fonts. I, I, I'm personally offended by it. Like, give us two pages. Yeah, I, I think the, I think
1: the total opposite. I think the total. I think it enhances the story. Like you don't have to read it, but if you do, you tend to get a lot more out of it. And freaking, I think it adds to the believability of the stories a lot of the times. It's like you're. It's, you know, at the end of the day, we're reading a comic book where you know we're watching these things happen, and now we're privy to even more information than a lot of these characters aren't privy to, because we're the reader.
0: I see your point. And I agree. I just feel like they make, like, one of the the biggest challenges of reading a comic book is how to read it. And landing on this full book in one page, rather than illustrating it, I feel is kind of a crutch.
1: Yeah. It actually reminds me of the original Resident Evil video games. Oh, like you'd be point. blasting zombies, and then you'd find, you'd find a piece of a notebook, or you'd find a freaking uh some uh, some film, or you'd find a dossier, and like it would inter- it would it would be a different thing, but it wouldn't take away from the book the the video game itself.
0: That's a good point. It's a very good point actually. I just I just feel like it's some lazy writing that involves really intricate writing, which I shouldn't call lazy because it's that intricate, but at the same time, I just, I feel like I worry that the reader is going to get distracted and not want to continue because of the way it's structured. Yeah,
1: I think, like I said, I think you said that you have the option of just skipping it if you want, so I don't think it takes away from the
0: story at all. No, but how do you feel about how it goes with Sam Tooth? I'm sorry? How do you feel it goes with the, the way it goes with Sabretooth?
1: Like the story itself? Yeah. No, I think it's it's good. It's it's something different. And now we've got... You know, Sabretooth is... Oh, like We've really kind of... like The Sabretooth series itself, the five-part miniseries that led to this, really showed a different side of Sabretooth we hadn't seen in a long time.
0: I agree.
1: And freaking... You know, a Sabretooth that was in control, a tooth that was able to outwit the system. And then we turn right around and this Sabretooth is not able to outwit the system. Because he's, he's basically in a battle with himself right now. He's trying to... It's it's very reminiscent... It's not really... I'm trying to think how I word it exactly. It's interesting to see a character with such history... But now they're in a new environment where they 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 don't have the crutch of their mutant powers.
0: Good point. Exceptionally good no. point. That I
1: yeah, agree. They don't have the crutch. He doesn't have the crutch of his powers, and the exiles are banned from Krakoa. So they also don't have, for the first time, since the inception of Krakoa,
0: no resurrection protocol. None of,
1: yeah, no resurrection protocol for any of these mutants. If they die, they're dead. You know, plus we've got several. You know, we got some characters that come from different places, and we also have some brand new characters. So we're still learning what they can do. And freaking as you know, as Nanny's or as Orphan Maker possibly could blow up, we end up seeing freaking. Uh, you know, one of them. Can I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. It's nodge Third Eye. Basically, you know, using his powers to transport everyone. Into the astral plane. So we'll find. you know next issue we're going to find out exactly what that ends up mean, meaning as far as what happens with their bodies. Because are are their, are their bodies going to you know be destroyed and by Orphan Maker? Are they going to, you know, are they just going to be you know? Are they going to figure it out and you know just you know bodies just going to be there when they get back? You know we'll find out next
0: issue. Especially the challenge are your deaths on the Astral Plane going to mean more or less because you died in the Astral Plane where, like, minds are actually going tête-à-tête as opposed to, you know, low-blow, high-blow uh, mutant powers and with the added, like, negative ace in the hole that if you die, you die. we are your exiles. That's the one thing that I really enjoyed about this is the fact that the the book is called Sabretooth and the Exiles. The, the, these people are not wanted on Krakoa. Which is something that's a big deal if you followed it since the beginning. That everyone should be welcome on Krakoa. Every single yeah. every single mutant. Doesn't matter if you're Mr. Sinister or freaking uh, Omega Red. But these semi-powered, like, uninterestingly-powered mutants that were banished to the, I don't know, the equivalent of hell. Broke out, Sabretooth, freaking, you know, betrayed them immediately, and now they're working with them again. And they're going on another suicide mission. This is uh, reminiscent of why I like Secret Six with Gail Simone. Um... Mm -hmm. so many years ago like I know I've talked about it a million times but I've never led you wrong when it comes to a good good story this is so on the same frequency of Gail Simone Secret Six nice nice if you're enjoying this the second you find any Gail Simone Secret Six or even um, any of the uh, Birds of Prey um, hopefully they can pull this off because they have literally told us these people don't matter. On coca And the only person that truly cares about him on a base sense is Sabretooth. And the only reason he cares is they're going to help him leave and not die. Um... How do you write a suicide mission where no one cares about you, especially the reader?
1: Yeah. And yet here we are, you know, constantly reading it because it's freaking, it's solid, you know. It's, it's just, solid.
0: <clears throat> but, but, but
1: We got but the mystery of what's going to happen. We got, you know, like I said, we got, we're starting off with, a, you know, we get a 30-year mystery that we still don't know what happens when Orphan Maker's powers are freaking, you know, put out there
0: i agree but we but back to what we were talking about in our predictions about whether or not issue one matters or issue 183 odd number on a wednesday something's gonna happen and something's gonna matter and yeah just because the original x Men, there's no wolverine in this issue there's not even magic um alanya um they're writing their own story, and I dig it, man. This is gnarly. This is so good. Of people that can't trust each other, people that we don't even trust the like, and more proud to him. I love it. The artwork's great. Uh, the fact that Orphan Maker is the uh, would you? Would, he's not the Easton Hole. What's the opposite of the Easton Hole? I mean, like, he's a nuclear bomb, or – Yeah.
1: He's their nuke. You know, and the only person that can really control him is Nanny. What if... Yeah, he's
0: what if it's not that powerful?
1: <laughs> Maybe not. We don't know. I'd like just to a plethora out. of bunnies popping out. Agreed. Maybe it dissipates over time. Who knows?
0: Where he comes out as a fully post-prepossessant freaking... Kid and he's got some cool claws and a force field. Who knows? But the fact that like we don't know what's going on with Orphan Maker and Nanny, I I gotta say man, that's one of my favorite parts at the ending of Hellions. Yeah. It it ended.
1: I was kinda, Yeah, definitely a uh, definitely wish we'd gotten more out of Hellions. That's for sure.
0: How would you write where uh, Orphan Maker's going? Like if they open up, if they open up the armor, Nanny gets there. How would you write that? Like how would you? I don't know. I
1: mean, you, the thing about it is, you're kind of writing. You kind of write yourself into a corner with something that powerful.
0: That's a good point.
1: Like you, you have to freaking, you have to figure out a way to save the day because if not, everything's done. The entire Marvel universe is done. So it's you either freaking it's it's either you go full bore or or they freaking save it or it's a fart in church where you make a joke of it and then you just piss people off because everyone's been waiting oh, thirty yeah. years for this and then you under deliver.
0: That's it. Really, and there's
1: good point. nothing you can nothing you can work do worse than freaking under deliver when. You've got a, an amazing build-up.
0: Have you ever experienced a uh, wrestling storyline that did this sort of thing? What, what immediately comes to mind is uh, NWO versus fucking... Damn it. Three. Um, uh, WCW? That's four now, I think. Yeah, four. Uh, yeah,
1: that was... No, that, that went too long. That didn't... That, they just kept redoing it. they redoing but it one over and over, and, and over and over. If you want a specific one the ending of Goldberg's streak. Uh, Killed it. Goldberg was never the same again. Freaking it was the guy that booked it that put him the belt on himself. After three interference spots, a taser, and then he hit his finish, and it took all that to beat one guy. I best thing they could have done the best thing they could have done, I've said it time and time again, is the month before have DDP beat him clean, freaking, and Goldberg and Goldberg goes on to something else, right? You know they shake they shake hands. You were the better man. Here's the belt. Freaking Goldberg goes on to something else because freaking he's undefeated. He's got a one on him, but it doesn't kill him. You know the, the one thing they did wrong was that they built that and ent- they all Goldberg had by the time it was done was his streak. He had he had no other freaking tools in his freaking tool in his toolbox. No. Yeah, he had the one thing going for him and they freaking screwed it up.
0: He had the sparklers and the the smoke and um were you watching when uh he beat Kevin Owens? Goldberg, yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah, I
1: definitely lost that one.
0: Kevin Owens like I knew he was going to lose because it was freaking Goldberg and they were doing the same BS that we've always seen. But um, Kevin Owens stalked around the ring. He rolled out and he walked around for almost two solid minutes. Mm-hmm. He was not going to be under a minute or two minutes guy. He knew, yeah. he, he, knew he was doing the job and... Uh, Did you feel when that happened, this is very important to me because this is like a really integral, like, storyline that, like, I really appreciate of wrestling. Do you think he did that on purpose against the rules? Like, hey, you're supposed to take the spear and lose and he just took liberties? Because I I feel he did. Because he was, I I really feel Kevin Owens was not going to be that fucking five. Um guy that uh, is going to lose Goldberg that fast. Like, I I feel that he stalked around the ring just to make sure he wasn't that guy and took liberties. And I imagine him getting chewed out afterwards that he went five minutes longer. But I don't blame him. No, I
1: I think it was just Kevin Owens being smart. He was only going to get so much and freaking... You know, I think at the at the end of the day, the the reason WWE's where it's at, the reason WWE's always been where it is, they micromanage everything. They knew exactly what he was doing. He he was he's he's smart enough not to ever screw around. Right. They do what. He's not going to get the money he's looking for elsewhere. Freaking AEW, I don't think was a thing at the time.
0: Nope.
1: And freaking. You know, this is it's a business. He's a businessman supporting his family. He he was playing by the book the whole time. He knew, and it made sense for his character to be like, "I'm not doing this. I'm smarter than you." Ha ha ha! And then freaking still took the one. You know, took he, he got him. He got he got himself as over as he could given the situation, and then freaking he did what he had to do because he's a businessman supporting his family.
0: No, I, I agree. I was just wondering how you how you how you saw that. Uh, I was hoping that he was playing by the business, but he was over enough to do what he had to do to circle on the ring and bide his time. And I thought he was taking liberties. Honestly, I thought he was taking nah, liberties.
1: No way. No not a chance. Cause at the end of the day, freaking they don't need him. The last time a guy freaking was able to freaking really go crazy, I mean, to, to do that and be able to get your way, you've got to be Sean, yeah, like Shawn, Shawn Michaels, Michaels, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Shawn Michaels level, Hulk Hogan level, ultimate warrior level. Like, that's, that's you know, Kevin Owens, you know, he's great. He's awesome, but he's not, he's not there. Freaking even today, freaking, like, they don't want him to go somewhere else. But freaking if he was that if he was freaking doing that kind of stuff, they drop him in a heartbeat. The yeah. reason he's still there, the reason he's oh, he's pretty much always doing something. He plays it might not be the best stuff. Yeah. He's a company guy. He know he knows where his bread is buttered. He knows freaking his house is paid off. He knows his college his kids have college funds. He is handling business. That's why he's still in the position he's
0: in. And he's not dumb. And that's why I say that this is the year that we point no return. Point of no return for Kevin Owens was showing up at that airport and Sami Zayn was passed out and he bumped into uh, Stone Cold. You know the story, right? I do. Stone Cold says just turn yourself Keep talking uh, keep talking keep running your mouth and but Kevin Owens could even though he was the fat guy he wasn't like freaking you know Sabu or nothing like that he was still capable that pop-up power bomb man the first time I saw that pop-up power bomb I jumped out of my chair and I started screaming that was the coolest freaking move I've ever seen in wrestling. The the flip up pop boom, done. Uh, I I saw him in NXT. Like the way he betrayed Sammy that night, he first, first appeared. Remember he broke what's his name nose and uh, yeah and Juice Robinson. G, he broke Juice. Juice
1: Robinson. Juice Juice broke his nose.
0: I thought it was the other way around, but yeah. No, nope. Juice broke Juice
1: broke Kevin Owens' nose,
0: and then he does the pop up power bomb uh on the spine of Sami Zayn, his best friend. Yep. And we all had been watching PWG, we'd all seen Ring of Honor. Um that was amazing. And then when um just talking about how invested I was in him when John Cena, you know, pulled the it wasn't the first night he did the open challenge.
1: Yeah, he he'd done it for a while for at least a couple of months.
0: Yeah Kevin Owens came Sammy, out.
1: Sammy Zane. Because that Sami Zayn had come out and messed up his shoulder in his entrance. Yep. And freaking still worked the match. Like I, they'd gone through everybody that was because it was the uh, the year one of the years they did the uh, the, the U John Cena had won it in a ladder match, or they'd had a ladder match at WrestleMania for yeah. it. Yeah. And like he ended up running through the entirety of the rest of the guys in the ladder match first, and then they started bringing out
0: NXT guys. That was incredible. 2015, WWE was insane. That was good. But uh, Kevin Owens, man, he was my guy. And I'm hoping that I know I want to say number seven or number six. Kevin Owens runs wild. We get – but is he, is he really a superstar? He... Oh, he's totally
1: a superstar. He's one of their top guys, but freaking
0: – Is he – They don't
1: have – He's he's not Roman.
0: He's not Roman. He's not Seth. That's my point. That's my point. Like, can he really be a superstar that everyone gets behind? I I I don't see it.
1: Oh, he did it with the right booking. He'd do it in a heartbeat. If they wanted to build Kevin Owens up as the freaking even the kids he d- even be, the kids oh, in a heartbeat, yeah. Because everybody, he is the everyman. How would everybody you- knows. Everybody knows somebody that looks like Kevin Owens.
0: How would you build the kids to enjoy Kevin Owens as your heel champion? Oh, no! You don't. Build, you build him up with a
1: babyface. Kids aren't meant to like heels. Kids are meant to boo heels. I agree, but he's still a heel. He's died as a, a wool heel. Nah, he's a babyface. At best, you make at, at absolute best, you make him Stone Cold style antihero. See, I and agree. He, just, you know, he beats people up, freaking, he kicks butt, and you just keep, you and you give him, you give him a heel opponent that is worthy of freaking having a feud with long-term.
0: Jericho, Triple H, but... Uh, no,
1: somebody in ring. Jericho, I mean, Jericho's an AEW, Triple no, I'm H, t- H is... I'm, I'm talking just in
0: general. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking in general, like, we like, you're talking Stone Cold. Because... Uh, This is this this harkens back to the fact that like I have a lot of trouble when it comes to who's a good guy and a bad guy because I'm a huge spawn. I'm a huge spawn guy, I'm the anti hero. I love Stone Cold beating people up, talking like he even put in like freaking W magazine how he likes to beat up homeless people. Um, that's their writing, not his, but uh. When it comes to divisiveness, when it comes to heel, face, anti-hero, I'm anti-hero. And when it comes to deciding who's a heel or a face, I got to lean on you for that, man. Um, Kevin Owens has always been a heel to me. Always.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I imagine, I was describing to my dad, because there was some wrestling on the other day when my sister was over, and he was like, why do you love to hate a guy? And that was a difficult conversation. Like, how do you describe that you love to hate somebody? Kevin Owens um, does not necessarily uh, sow the roots of a uh, fertile ground of a good guy. But you're telling me he's babyface. Oh, he's totally babyface right now. Why? I don't, I don't get it. Help me. Because he's
1: opposing the bad guy.
0: Yeah, but the bad... It ba- doesn't
1: take a... Any, anybody can be a good guy as long as the bad guy's bad enough. Well, who's he facing? Roman. He is on a rescue mission to get his friend Sammy back from the evil Roman Reigns, who freaking is basically gaslighting his best friend. That is the storyline right now.
0: Yeah, the uh, extra oose, or the... What do they call it?
1: Yeah, the honorary oose.
0: Honorary oose.
1: He yeah, is telling him what he wants to hear. Freaking... Because that way he's got one more person watching his back. And that's all this is. But is I don't buy it.
0: Why not? Because I don't believe it. Why? Because Kevin Owens, is someone's going to turn on... Everybody. None of the people that he's working with is in any way going to be his friends in the future.
1: So he is self-serving. But the reason he is self-serving is because he's a prize fighter. The reason he is a prize fighter is because he wants the money. He turned the reason on... he wants the money, the reason he wants his money is to support his family. That is correct. A guy that is willing to do anything for his family is a baby face. Yeah, but he turned on Jericho. And, well, Jericho should have been
0: the one to turn on put him. him in,
1: put him in a be, Put him in a better spot. Set him up in a WrestleMania match so he can make more money, to support his family, which makes him a babyface. I can do this all day. I'm Twice not, on Sundays.
0: I'm not trying to argue with you. I just, I, I, <laughs> I, I want this sort of thing because, like, like yeah. I said, I'm the spawn guy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm just
1: saying, at the, at the end of the day, though freaking you can break down if you really want if you put enough effort into it and plus like i said they're pushing him as a babyface because he he is the guy that is challenging the top heel which is at the end of the day currently the only guy they give a crap about yeah
0: but even as a kid (laughs) i was rooting for jake the snake against the ultimate warrior remember when they did that ridiculous dungeon thing with all the snakes in the room like yeah vaguely well, like I, I mean,
1: it's it's wrestling. You can like who you like. I'm just saying, for currently right now, Kevin Owens is a babyface.
0: I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just telling you. I just, I still can't wrap my mind around that. Like, like, I'm not trying to do it as a gimmick because we're doing the show, or I I just I don't get it. I I want. Uh, in he's, my, fighting for, he's fighting for his family. Yeah, but even then, like the fact that he'll betray anyone. He betrayed Jericho. There is a list of chaos. He's not
1: betray, but he's not he's not gonna betray his wife and kids. Hence how he's a babyface. The one person at the end of the day, he will do whatever it takes to support his family.
0: I say we gotta figure out how to do a freaking uh, equation for this because I, I I know he would never betray his wife and kids. Uh, I know that personally because my ex-girlfriend took a picture of him and his daughter think like to show off that. I think that's Kevin Owens and I got a million death threats on Twitter. Um, she just wanted to say, I think this is your favorite wrestler. It was funny. She was wearing her Kevin uh, Kenny Omega shirt. And, <laughs> but, uh, I, I think this is a really good point of contention because I told you I've been reading Spawn. I am okay. I I am up to one hundred and twenty one uh straight up just reading it. Everything he does goes wrong. I everything you just told me tells me that Spawn is a baby face
1: okay
0: he would never betray uh, Wanda or Terry or let cyan get hurt everything he does gets everyone damned to hell or um, open up a gate to hell or fighting angels and he killed the pedophile and that came back and yeah. bit him in the ass Kincaid came back what I'm gonna five. Try. And, uh... That's, like, seven, I think. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it's... it's. Yeah. How do you legitimize that? Like, who's the good guy? Spawn could just use... Spawn's a good guy. Spawn could use his powers to just eliminate himself. He's a hell
1: spawn with a heart of gold.
0: That still confuses me. (laughs) Like... Um, I'm rooting for him. I want him to kill all these guys and and eliminate Kincaid. And at the same time, I can see you saying he's a babyface. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, everything he's doing is bad. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> nah.
1: It all depends on if he's got the heart of gold or not.
0: Twitch put the bullet in that cop's head. And rather than then like, Is he a good el- cop? It, it eliminated Billy Kincaid. Is he
1: a noble? Let's do an
0: end. <laughs> yeah, the next he got, he got issue One more bad
1: guy off the street.
0: This, But, but the body uh, that Kincaid was controlling was a good guy that had a wife and a kid and they put a Twitch put a bullet in between his eyes and eliminated Kincaid in the dead zone, and Spawn, rather, and and Twitch is like, I'll never be able to see Bouquet again, and rather than them give the body up, the next issue it's decaying on Spawn's throne. Maggots, flies, roaches are devouring this body. Like, Spawn didn't, didn't like, you know... He's gonna need to clean that up. It really is. Um, that that that's another point of contention. But like, it's it's uh, rather than we found the body, he died a, a noble death. No, they left him to decay.
1: Like I, crazy Steve, abyss, Rosemary.
0: Uh, I know you're making jokes, but you're not that far off. Aww. You're not that far off from the homeless folk in Rat Alley Right, Rat City. Rat Alley. It, it it just keeps getting worse, and I don't know if you and I are ever going to be able to have any sort of point of, con- of like a, a balanced point of view. What is babyface and what's heel? I
1: don't know. You're going to agree with me. That's all you got. <laughs>
0: I'll bring some. I'll bring some other crazy shit to you, man. Nine. Uh,
1: right. But nonetheless, we should probably move on to the another book. We spent another about an hour book. On this book.
0: Uh, all I'm saying is, I'm pretty. I'm pretty teed the fact that I. I just can't figure out babyface and heel. I can't. The, there's so many different points of contention. And what I like and what I don't like, like you could have told me that John Cena was a face and he calls out whoever, and Kevin Owens comes out and steps on the USA bill, which is one of the best nights of my life, by the way. Um, I still would have been arguing that Kevin Owens was the face.
1: He was. Because John Cena represented the corporation. That still WB.
0: confuses me.
1: <laughs> but John Cena, John Cena was freaking the man. He was, that was confusing. He was. He represented the WWE, the corporation. Yeah, and, and Kevin and Owens.
0: The, Kevin
1: the, Owens was all about everybody else.
0: Yeah, the, the guy that guy. broke his best friend's back, like steps on the belt, doesn't give a damn about yeah, well, it.
1: You gotta let the Ten. Ten. You gotta let you gotta let you gotta let some things just be in the past, man. It happens.
0: I I just don't get it.
1: Kevin Owens was a baby face.
0: Like this, this is like you trying to teach me like Babylonian when we're, when we're speaking Spanish, and i are actually not,
1: surprisingly similar.
0: I'm not trying to be difficult. I just my love of bad guys is like the disseminating freaking uh... But how do you know they're bad
1: guys if you love them?
0: Because they do things that are bad. Like what? Like, step on John Cena's belt. Like, break their best friend's back. Uh, like, freaking uh, betray Chris Jericho, which I never saw coming, which I still feel like an idiot, cause I thought Jericho, cause remember there was, uh, AJ, uh, what was it, uh, what was the shirt with uh, AJ and Jericho? Y two AJ. Y two AJ. Uh, I never saw that coming. <laughs>
1: I. That one. That one was surprising because they they literally put that shirt out that night.
0: Yeah, that night. But
1: I. Nonetheless, we need we really need to move on to another book. We've we've got a plethora of them left, and we have gone over one book. You are correct. What do you got next? And we gotta we gotta put a pin in this one. What do you got?
0: Put a pin. All right. We got some books in here somewhere. Uh, let's see.
1: X-Men annual oh. Firestar. I don't get yeah. it. I'm <laughs> Okay.
0: I don't get it. Why, why would they all of a sudden just put the spotlight on her?
1: That's the whole point of the story, though.
0: Yeah, I know. Because, you know, the
1: whole thing is that she's freaking, because she's not, a mutant, or she's a mutant, but she's not, she's never been, she hasn't been affiliated with the X-Men for decades.
0: But it doesn't she end with her being the most badass, awesome, like, way to 11. Just, 11, uh, justify the issue. This isn't Forge all of a sudden making the internet, and whoops, like, all of a sudden we got Firestar, and she's going past her points of contention about how no one takes her seriously.
1: I they don't take her seriously, but they don't don't view her as one of them, is what it is.
0: Exactly. But why take her seriously now?
1: She has no... they literally opened this whole island up to everybody who's a mutant. And she decided to, to go this time. So that, that's the whole thing. She's never wanted to be pro-mutant before. And now all of a sudden she decides she's going to be part of the team. But she's freaking – but people are, have problems with it. You know, oh, know. specifically the Hellions. She was a, a former member of the Hellions. You know, they talked about how she turned down the new mutants. But then she ended up joining the new warriors and she was an Avenger for quite a, a while. And like the whole thing is that she's she's an outsider amongst outsiders. Agreed. And she's and she doesn't know how to handle that. Her teammates don't know how to handle that. And you know, people, you know, people are, you know, seeing it and taking advantage of it.
0: Well, how did you take it?
1: Like that. She, you know, she's an outsider amongst outsiders is really what it comes down to. You know, she just kinda you know, she you know, she didn't ask to be on the X Men. She was uh, nominated, I believe, by Emma Frost. Her only real friend is Iceman, which again harkens back to Spider Man and his amazing friends from the eighties, the TV show, which Wonderful. I think she actually debuted in before she was an actual character in you're, the comic you're books. You were correct.
0: You were correct. But there was um, no resolution her here back. that
1: made her, go- like, better than ever. Eh, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, the whole thing comes down to, you know, the team is besieged by several um, problems at once. And Firestorm and Cyclops end up going to handle, uh, see what's going on with these, this. Me- the, the medication that Krakoa gives to a place in Florida... That is basically in a monsoon. And we see a little bit with uh, Cyclops and Jean before they depart. And the whole reason Cyclops is going with her is because it's the first time that she has shown any... That she's really kind of stepped out of her shell at all since joining the X-Men. Right. And he's he's trying to encourage that, obviously.
0: But... So while the
1: rest of the team... hmm?
0: But what she ended up doing was not... Anyway, superior.
1: We're getting there. We're getting there. Because the whole thing comes down to who the uh, who the villain is that's stealing this stuff. That's what's important.
0: That's that's correct.
1: So the whole thing is, it's not that the medication never got there; it's that it was stolen, and we end up finding out that it was stolen by Whirlwind. The reason this is important is because Whirlwind, like Firestorm, or Firestar, is a mutant that freaking hasn't been a, per- a person involved in mutant affairs. Correct. And he's also, an unlike Firestar, he actually turned down the invitation to go to Kakoa. And he's not seen as an X-Men villain, he's an Avengers villain, which is why the connection to Firestar... Because they fought while she, while she was an Avenger. So he is basically the inverse. Of, if Firestar had kept doing what she was doing, then she would have been in Whirlwind's position.
0: That is correct. But the last big X-Men issue was uh, Forge leaving the vault and mm-hmm. leaving... Uh, even greater weapons of mass destruction in people that are less qualified than the people you were talking about right now.
1: This is true, but this is an annual. That, that, that <laughs> never that never works out with the stories. Yeah, but... Annual is always something extra. Since the dawn of annuals.
0: The, this the, is what annuals do. The best annuals, uh, or uh, I handed you one uh, a couple weeks ago when uh, we were at uh, whatever con we're at, and it's got Magneto with the purple cover and we're like, hey, this is a key issue, and you're like, cool, well, you bought it, but that was an extremely important issue when it comes to uh, the identity of a storm and Magneto, mm-hmm. but this was just like, why? Like, like, none, none of it in any way I feel is going to have any sort of importance, import, when it comes to anything that's going on with X-Men. Did you feel that there's anything I'm missing? Like, like... Uh, oh, yeah. No, that no, the
1: entire thing is about making Firestar be a bigger part of the team. That's that's her, this is all her coming to terms with the fact that she is an outsider, and that's okay. That that's all this story is. You know, we get a little bit of Spider Man in here, Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah, he
0: shows up. We get some people cool. from
1: the Savage Land. We get Bi-Beast who we never see. Freaking at the end of yeah, at the end of the day, this is all. I mean, it's not that Firestar takes down Whirlwind herself. It's that you know, it's Firestar and Cyclops working together, and then the X Men come, and all these guys they're all able to come together and be a team. And that's that's what this issue is about—is building that team unity, because the end of the time, at the end, she goes back to the this, uh, Blob's bar, right? And she ends up confronting the people that made fun that you know told her she wasn't a mutant, she wasn't one of them. And at the end of the day, she ends up calling herself an X Man because she's accepted who and what she is.
0: But she's still a Marauder, right?
1: No, she's an X Man.
0: But. What about how when uh, Kitty Pride can go, couldn't sip of on uh, Kokoa? Because she's not a mutant. They still haven't uh, finished that.
1: K- Kitty Pride's not a mutant? No. But she can phase.
0: She can phase, but she is not a mutant. Kokoa has only led her on certain occasions with other means.
1: But she's on the Quiet Council, so she's one of the most important mutants.
0: That is correct, which they still haven't in any way finished why she can't just show up or walk through the portal. She still can't. I I have no
1: knowledge about that. She still can't do it.
0: She still can't do it. And despite uh, how much of an integral part she was of X of Swords or anything happened uh, post that... She's technically not a mutant, and Xavier came to her in her dreams and had a conversation about it. But there is some, something that's missing, like, like she hasn't evolved enough, or um, like right now we have the problem you- with that uh, uh, Douglas Ramsey has lost the control of Warlock. And there are certain people that can't get into Kuro Kokoa because of Warlock not being part of uh, uh, Doug. There there. Yeah,
1: these must be books I'm not reading then because I have no knowledge of this. There
0: are so many little nuances that are like. You informed me in a ton of things I didn't know. And. Shadow is not a mutant.
1: I don't, I don't know I have to look into that one. I don't... That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I don't see how a mutant... It, a non-mutant could be on the Quiet Council.
0: It, it just doesn't. doesn't. It work. doesn't. The fact that she's able to... Walk on Kokoa ground. Absolutely not. The fact that... We have... Absolute knowledge that... Sabretooth has broken the rules... And the Exiles... Uh, have also escaped... And we're not trying to capture them and put them into the whatever limbo there is. There's a lot of hypocrisy on the Isle of X and uh, Morocco, aka Mars. Yeah. There's a lot of hypocrisy going on, and Chuck. Oh, no,
1: that's, that's that's gonna be politics every time. <laughs>
0: how would you deal that with Chuck? Something. How would you deal with Chuck?
1: Punch him in his throat. I don't know. No, I mean, I freaking. I don't know. He's kinda, he just kind of. You kind of hope for the best and hope he knows what he's talking about. He's been doing it since, you know, for since the '60s. So. He's kind of you. You hope unless freaking. There's something that just doesn't doesn't work to the or it doesn't fly with you personally, and then you got to do what you got to do.
0: I agree. Uh, the last books they got are Berserker, uh, number 11. We're getting 12. Keanu Reeves has uh, written a book where he's the one. He's Neil? I'm jealous of your cat, man.
1: And a sprinkle. So, Keanu Reeves, you were saying?
0: Oh, he's the one. And uh, and biblically, he has stopped so many things, and he's unbreakable and indestructible, and uh, someone has finally figured out how to steal his powers, and the person that stole the powers has just been betrayed by the person that paid her to steal the powers, and now uh, they're going to have a -a tete-a-tete fight, and this book is unintelligible. He's traveling really? through space and time, and none of it makes any sense. Even as someone that is sober, or someone that's taking a lot of mushrooms. Uh, all of it is completely untouchable. This, this book is garbage. It's, it's just, like, I went back to issues watching his fight through the astral plane... And then come back, and then the guy that has been funding the research about who he is and where he's from has now drained his powers, and it sucks.
1: That's oh, no good.
0: Yeah, it, but it's Berserker. B-R-Z-R-K-R. But Kenna Reeves is the one. Which, How do you do that, man? Like, like... I mean, like, I, I can see Hulk Hogan always pushing himself as one of the best wrestlers in the world. But he wasn't the one.
1: No, Roman Reigns is the one.
0: <laughs> we, we got Literally
1: what he says, right? Now.
0: Good issues of Alien. We got good issues of Predator coming out. Um, I just finished uh, The Nice House on the Lake. We We can't do that. On regular... We gotta do that on dark. That one went... That one went... Um, that one kept me up at night. When I finished *The Nice House on the Lake... Um, not to be dramatic, but... I was up for a long time. that one, you. That one scrambled my brain. Something is Killing the Children. Number 27... The evil monster is replicating itself as Erica and summoning is coming to kill Erica, not just the monster that Erica is trying to stop. But uh, luckily, uh, Mr. James Sinian the fourth is knocking it out. But it's, I gotta say, the reason I brought this up, even though it's so base for me to just say, like, okay, so uh, demon. That Erica's trying to kill looks like Erica. Easy to say. This book is talking heads. And I hate talking heads. I hate talking heads. It's yeah. too easy. You can replicate it, turn it to the side. I know how they do the digital art. Not at all. Time, placement, everything is everything. They do everything accordingly as it was an actual moment. And we have a serious problem. Something is killing the children. And this isn't back in the day when you are trying to catch up with all the issues. And hopefully get the early ones. Because they're worth a lot of money. Something is killing the children. Is killing the children. And it is gnarly and dark. And like fingernail... Fingernails holding on to a tight grip as you're falling off a gorge. That is how good this book is. But, um. I man, that's what it got, man. Wolverine was cool. Scorch was alright. I mean, like. We're waiting for a bigger storyline to end in Spawn. Because Scorch is intertwined with King Spawn and Spawn. But. I don't know. Last last thought, man. Jerry Springer thought. What's your favorite? If you're gonna, have someone put a gun to your head, uh, and said, "What video game is the best wrestling video game ever?" What are we playing?
1: It. Smackdown, yeah, freaking Smackdown too. Know your role, man. Great freaking roster. Great time. Easy controls. Love it.
0: Who's your bro- Who's your friends that you played it with?
1: Ah, it's freaking. And guys around high school back in the day.
0: What are their names? Come on.
1: Dude, I couldn't even tell you anymore. For I forgot to talk to nobody from high school.
0: We yeah, got Bubba. Friggin'. And Dusty and.
1: 20 plus years.
0: Jim. Good choice, man. No. I, I, I uh, slowly land on No Mercy.
1: Nice. It's a classic one, man, that's for sure.
0: There were better games, but. You get to the you get to the fighting faster on No Mercy, but uh, we've uh, we're wrapping up. This is Minefields number one sixty four. Uh, we have landed on the fact that we're going to not finish this year without things that we discussed earlier, but the. Proof of the matter, the uh, grain is in the grit, the gold is in the heaviness, the ganas and the desire is point of no return. Can we make that decision? Yep. (laughs) It's your turn.
1: All right, this This is mine feels dangerous. Transmission is over. Have buy a drink. The, Tip your bartender.
0: Buy the goddamn t-shirts. Number eleven.
1: That's twelve.
0: Twelve. Buy the fucking t-shirts. Thirteen.
1: Thirteen.